let's um yeah let's check in with this energy here and just get a little bit centered and we'll go kind of go from there so all right um so let's just go ahead and start breathing into our heart spaces and again breathing in light breathing in mm, the information in our information fields. It's like breathing in from 360 degrees around us, right into that heart space and then exhaling that out. Yeah, back out 360 degrees. It's like we're inhaling what we need in the moment from our own information fields from the clarity and the purity of our own being and we're exhaling out what doesn't match that. Here we go. Oh, there we go. Somebody just dumped a bunch of information. So let's breathe in again. Let's do it one more time. And exhale that out. And so really as we're as we're breathing on a regular basis, that breathing in from breathing in the information of what we need is just really helpful right now because we can get really distracted with all kinds of different things. And so when we are distracted, especially by, let's say, lower frequency thoughts or fears or worries or concerns, again, let's just assume that everything that is required, um, desired is within our own, within the purity of our own information fields. And so we can just literally pull that in at will and exhale out whatever the thoughts or the fears or the anxieties or the stressors might've been. It's just a great practice to get into. All right. So one more inhale and exhale, and then we'll take some questions. All right, then. Sharon, what have you got for me? Hey, this question. I know this is a very tumultuous time energetically, or at least that's how it's appearing and feeling for me currently. Health issues are popping up, vertigo and relationships are feeling uneasy. I connect with my husband on many levels. However, we are both feeling a disconnect at the moment. Any insights you can provide? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, hold on one second. Well, yeah, well, first what I wanna say is, yes, it is, it is tumultuous or it can feel tumultuous to the physical, mental and emotional body when the energy that we no longer are is starting to fall away, right? And so we, we just don't know how um, imprinted, conditioned we have actually been until some of this energy that we really thought was us starts to fall away. And when it starts to fall away, of course, the mind especially wants to grab a hold of it and say, say, well, wait, 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 that's not supposed to be going anywhere. That's, that's who I really am, or that's what. And so it's dismantling. Um, it's also not, um, I wouldn't necessarily be, con I wouldn't be concerned um, about the disconnect for you and your husband. It probably is temporary. But what I will say is that that you know we are individual we are sovereign individuals and that does that includes when we're in close relationships um and so what it feels like or what you're showing me anyway is that there's been a bit of a distance created so that you both can drop the old information and see who and where and what you are based on the current reality. And then you can choose to come back together. You can choose um, to, um, or you, uh, how do I want to say this? 
it's like you're choosing each other from on from this um, you're choosing each other um or not choosing each other and either way is in the big scheme of things is absolutely fine but that disconnect to me anyway in your field feels temporary and it also feels like it's very purposeful because you all both want to know who you are in this energy before you reconnect, right? You, um, and it feels also like there's an awful lot of um, you know, to one degree or another, I'm not <clears throat> picking on you or anything like that. One to one degree or another, we all have certain levels of codependency in relationship. And, um, and especially if we've been in that relationship for a long period of time, um, that codependency is, you know, it's just there. It's, it's the way we were all brought up. It was the way we were conditioned to seek out relationship and be in relationship. And so that codependency and all of those patterns are dropping out of our energy fields right now. And so you guys need a little bit of space to figure out who you are without that and then come back um, together and choose what you want to do next. So, yeah, I hope that's helpful. All right, this question is, since Sunday, I have been experiencing more feelings of disconnect, worry, body aches, etc. My family members are also experiencing more challenging events. Sleeping throughout the night is also becoming more challenging. I wish for the opposite. Um, any insights? Yeah, again, um, when we disconnect from the old, what ends up happening is that the energy that was associated with the old um, is coming up and out. So a lot of times, um, you know, we can have interesting dreams or we can have body aches or we can have uh, challenges with sleep or our patterning starts to get kind of uh, disoriented, let's say for a bit. It's not it's not long lasting and it will definitely not, um, yeah, it's not long lasting. But what I will say is I had the same thing actually um, last night, the night before last, it was almost like another layer of information was coming up and out for me. You know, my shoulder has been the marker for me. And what I was noticing is that it had really been feeling better. And then all of a sudden last night, it went through another um a pattern of you know discomfort and things like that so again it's not what's arising that we are really want to pay so much attention to it's how we meet what's arising because the minute we meet what's arising with compassion love appreciation it'll move through and it will recreate itself in a new image, let's say. The old patterning was primarily based in fear, right? So a lot of that, the way in which our body held particular um, energies was based in fear. And as it arises again, we get the opportunity to meet it with love, to meet it with compassion. And so most of us have a tendency, I know I can go there very quickly myself, I have to remind myself to meet it with love because, you know, when my shoulder stuff comes up, you know, it's like, oh, why isn't this finished yet? Why, you know, like you said, I, I was hoping for something else. You know, I was hoping for some, well, if we, if we really, really understood that what is moving through in that discomfort is kind of being, let's say, fast-tracked, uh, intensified and burnt out, let's say, then we would be really grateful that it was there, you know, that it was there and it was moving through. 
but we're not conditioned that way. We're conditioned to say that pain is bad in the body and we shouldn't have it and something's wrong with us if we do have it. And so we go through those whole cycles um, once again. So again, meeting what arises with compassion is the easiest way forward and it's the easiest way to realign your body with unconditional love because that's really kind of what it's needing right now um, on as many levels as you can give it to it so i hope that's helpful hmm. <clears throat> this question is is when and how did you begin to understand and communicate in light language hmm. <laughs> Um, it makes me laugh because when I very first heard light language, I hadn't heard other people speak it yet. It was back in probably nine, maybe 2000, something like that. And, um, I, I, when I would meditate at first, I would hear it in my head. I had no idea what it was. And at one point after the whole Riley experience in 99, there was a, what looked to me like an Aborigine, Aboriginal man who came and used to sit on the end of my bed and he would teach me light language. And that was also um, a little disconcerting at least at the time um, because I was still in my speech pathology mode. But the very first time it actually came out, some woman had sent her husband to um, have a session with me and it was back in the day when I was still working on physical body so he came in and laid down and you know and I heard you know now you're going to use this light language now use the light language it'll help him and I was like no absolutely not um, number one it's the first time I ever had met this gentleman his wife had sent him I'm sure I was still very uncertain about what the heck was going on anyway so but and I kept going no I was having an argument the whole time about it and at the at some point um it literally did just come out and from that moment forward um once I actually let it come out then I noticed what it did on his behalf so I noticed that it was it was helpful um, and that it was shifting things and it was kind of opening him up to another level of his consciousness or his awareness. And, um, you know, he was very receptive to what had happened because of that, which was wonderful. And the other thing I will say is that light language, for me anyway, I didn't understand that light language for years. And um, I like there was no way of translating it for me. And I, I gave up honestly trying to translate it at one point. And then probably um, I'd say maybe even eight years ago, five, five years ago, what I noticed is that all of a sudden I just, it, it felt like it was more like a two-way conversation than it was just being given information to share with others. And um, yeah, from that moment forward, I've never looked back. I will say it, it changes as well. I've had some really amazing experiences with um, not so much in the group. You won't hear it in group sessions because the light language that comes forward in the group sessions is pretty much for that group. But in different individual sessions, depending on where that person is more aligned, sometimes the light language changes pretty dramatically. And I kind of always really like when that happens, it's like having a whole different, um, yeah, field of information opened up to you. So anyway, I hope that's helpful. Hmm. Right. <clears throat> this question is, um, she's, this mom is about five months pregnant and she's wondering about the baby mm -hmm. and, um, is there anything that they need 
And, but she'd also like to know how to better connect with them herself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, good. Well, thank you for the, is it okay? I'm assuming it's okay for me to check in with the baby. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so one of my favorite things. Um, so let me just see. So the baby's answering your question, actually, as far as that connection is concerned. And, you know, this is a really amazing time to start telepathic communication with that child in utero, because there's such an openness and, uh, yeah, it's, it really is beautiful. So even the idea to want to do that is not just your idea, but the baby's idea as well. And what I would suggest is just really simple things in making that connection, like literally, you know, sit with, sit into the consciousness of that child and ask the consciousness of that child to go ahead and, and bring you bring you dreams, bring you thoughts, bring you ideas. Um, uh, yeah, hold on a second. It's funny, it's, I'm saying it because it's not letting me, you may know already what the sex of the baby is, but um, it's, it's asking to not be defined by that. It's asking to um, be a soul first that is being born into your reality and be a boy or a girl or any of the other um, identifiers that might come after that. Um, asking to be those second and really asking for that soul to soul connection. And so even when you, if you already know the sex of the baby, even when, you know, a lot of times we'll jump right into the, the preparation for that. And you're, um, this one is just asking to put that aside for a moment and to really connect with the essence, with the soul. And that one little um, step of not making it about a sex of the baby, but making it about the soul of the baby should give you already deeper connection to that telepathic communication or that, you know, and we can, we could even drop the word telepathic and it really is this heart to heart connection. I mean, you are simply being present to that part of yourself, which is coming forth through you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very cool. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm going to read this one. It's kind of more along the clients you've been getting lately. And around uh, the what, Sharon? The kind of clients you have been getting lately. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. And so to kind of generalize it to help all of this, because I think it's an important question. Okay. Um, my son's OCD is so extreme. He himself has articulated that he is suffering and can't take it anymore. He has also said that his mental health is suffering and he is incredibly stressed. The other night when I tried to help him via conscious breathing, he said, I don't understand that that interrupting him has serious consequences. He says someone she will die if he doesn't do what he needs to do. He asked to see a psychotherapist to help him, and we have identified somebody, but his sessions won't start until the new year. I've intended to share calming breathing techniques, but he says that doesn't work for him. Also giving him calm, calming um, supplements and calling in archangels to support him, and it feels like an escalation is severe, and he is suffering so much. Any help is very welcome. <clears throat> Yeah, um, well, let's go someplace that we don't typically go um, in these conversations. Um, and let's, 
Um, hold on a second. I want to figure out how to present this piece. Um, okay. So one of the, let me just say this first, and then we're going to address, um, we're going to address this client directly. So, um, or this person directly. So what I'm noticing right now in, like Sharon was saying, in a lot of my clients is I'm having a lot of clients now. I mean, a lot, like every other one, it feels like that is dealing with mental health, what we would consider in the, from a more mainstream perspective, mental health kinds of concerns, uh, different levels of psychosis, different levels of hallucinations, uh, psychotic kind of episodes. I mean, there's a lot of energy like that floating around, okay? So what I've also noticed is that when we attempt to treat that energy, let's say, that information or those information fields from what we would consider those physical realms, you know, do they need a supplement? Do they need a, you know, a whatever? Do they need a particular kind of treatment? Do they need this, 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 or this? Um, it usually does exacerbate the, the condition or the situation and of no fault of anybody trying to be of support because it's what we know to do to support, you know, any parent in this situation, they're all trying to find that right support um, for their child. So, but again, I really want us to understand um, I really want us to understand energy and the scope of the energy that some of these new kids actually hold. Some of we, we hold as well. So again, let's see ourselves as concentric circles, the physical bodies here, right? And concentric circles going out from that physical body. Each one of those bands of energy is an information field. It holds all kinds of, it holds all kinds of information and it, it gathers all kinds of information de depending on the scope that that particular individual has access to, right? So when we're dealing with it on um, close to the body, let's say, um, then we are what happens, what I've seen anyway, I'm just gonna say what I've noticed because I'm learning along with all of you guys because this is expanding pretty quickly. So, but when we treat it just with what we know, let's say so far, um, what it's doing, it's like, it's kind of, um, when we treat the problem from the same place it was created, you know, that same consciousness or that same frequency band that it was created, a lot of times it doesn't do anything or it heightens it, let's say. So, but if we go out further in their energetic fields and we start shifting those energetic fields way out there, which is where so many of these kids actually live and breathe and, and receive their information, then from that standpoint, sometimes we can start really altering that energy. The other thing that I will say is that I have not seen a kid yet with um, OCD behaviors or some kind of psychosis or psychotic episodes or things like that, that has shifted without having the DNA shift and without having the parents shift. So it's not like a, um, where most of these kids hang out in the first place, we are all one. And so if the collective, collective humanity is releasing their 
psychosis, let's say, let's if collective humanity is dismantling what no longer serves um, the the higher dimensional fields or the broader dimensional fields of who and what we actually are, if all that information is dropping, and if these kids also have access to all that information being dropped, the moment it starts dropping within the collective, they're ramping up trying to move it through as fast as they possibly can, right? So there's all kinds of I'm going to say odd, unusual um, places and spaces to go energetically in order to shift things. And I know for me, I have been really stretched lately. It's like, that's not far enough, you know, keep going out further. Um, and, and to me, if something hasn't shifted or changed yet, it just means that we haven't gone out far enough in those dimensional fields to get what is actually the, the core of it um, and or we have not dealt with some of the other people in the environment. Um, we haven't, um, the other people in the environment, let's say, it's not so much about dealing with anybody. So I wanna of course correct that. It's also about Creating, creating an environment, creating an energetic environment through the people that that individual spends time with, through the, the access and the information that they have access to. Um, it's about creating a landing pad for them in that as well. So it's both and. Um, yeah, so let's, um, let's just see. I just want to address this uh, request here for just a minute. Um, see if we can soften things up a little bit. Okay, so really everybody on this call might know somebody or might feel like they are that themselves where something is amped up um, and or when or where they're not feeling quite emotionally stable as all of this old information just meets its demise yeah um okay so just take me where you want me to go here All right, and I, I'm just gonna, crazy as it will sound, I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of done with that caveat right now because there are a lot of people that are really very uncomfortable. And so I'm just gonna say what I'm seeing and you guys can take it for what you believe it to be or not. But in this particular case, we're going way the heck out there. Um, we're going way out into other um, cosmic realities. Uh, yeah, and what I hear him saying to me is, come find me, come find me. Um, that it's kind of like I'm lost out in this other cosmic reality, this other reality this other and this is literally like a different it's like a different universe is the best way I can describe it and um and I'll also be the first to say that I'm uh again universe hopping is new to me <laughs> so give me just a minute here um so he's, come find me I'm finding him in a different universe. And when I'm finding him in a different universe, there's a pull from that universe through his energy fields. And as he feels like he's getting pulled by that old, by into that universe, into that reality, he um, 
he gets nervous, he gets anxious, he gets a little freaked out about it. And, and then he goes into ramping up everything that, everything that he's trying to, to avoid being pulled into that other universe, that other reality. So this isn't a physically being pulled into another universe, another reality is not gonna disappear. But what, what it is and what he has access to, again, this is on an unconscious level. And so this is the challenge. If you ask him, are you being pulled into another universe? He's probably gonna look at you like, I don't know what you're talking about, but that doesn't mean that's like if somebody had told me, you know, 20 some odd years ago that I would be having this conversation with you today, I'd go, I don't know what you're talking about because it wasn't, it wasn't fully um, up in my consciousness yet. And this is what is absolutely true for so many individuals right now. What we are releasing ourselves into, what we are actually becoming, let's say, um, is so far from what we have been conditioned to be that when we get pulled into this new energy, we have a tendency to resist it in all kinds of ways because nothing here tells us, number one, that that should be possible or there's no reference point for that energy and that information. And what's interesting when he said, come find me, is what he's, you know, he's inviting me to go there, right? He's not inviting me to pull him back into this reality, into the, I'll say the old world and what's happening in the old world. He wants absolutely nothing to do with that. And quite honestly, I don't think most of these kids that are that sensitive, they've never really wanted to have anything to do with that but they also do have some of the conditioning of their parents, of their lineage, of their DNA that says when this pull starts happening, you know, don't go with it, you know? And so there, there's this push pull between the reality of whatever conditioning they have had and the reality of what they have access to. And so even as I'm saying this to him, he's kind of giving me like two big thumbs up, kind of going, okay, stay here with me. It's almost like there's nobody. That's not, um, he's perceiving that there is nobody there with him and nobody there within his family with him, because again, we don't even know to go there. Um, and nobody there, um, did it, that's not true. There are other uh, souls there. It's just that he's not familiar with them yet. So let's see, we're just gonna. Uh, be patient with me. Um, Okay, all right. So just getting him, you might say grounded or stabilized in that energy field where he is, not trying to pull him back from where he is. Um, but letting him really get anchored where he is so that he first feels stable there. And then he starts to invite. The rest of us in that direction. So when we change the way he's saying it, when we change cosmic spaces, let's say, when we, when we shift our environment, our vibrational environment, there are different realities that start to emerge. 
And what he's showing me is so many of these kids that I've been working with lately, they are shifting cosmic realities. And as they shift that reality, they're, they're being pulled by the old reality and they're being moved into the new one. And, um, and we don't wanna hold them We don't want to hold them in the old reality. We want to help them secure themselves in the new reality so that that new world, that new reality can come into being, right? Um, where we plant ourselves, where we align ourselves vibrationally is what starts to become our reality. And so we're also going to clear here, both for him and for any of you that might have other loved ones that are having similar kinds of experiences, yourself included. Let's clear that tug of war between the old reality and the new reality, between the old patterning, the DNA, the, the lineage, the what humans have been taught that they are versus the vastness of being that we actually are. So let's clear that tug of war energy. Um, put that in a sphere out in front of us. We'll blue star that. Spin that to clear. Compress and condense it back into that blue star. And we're going to return that to before it was ever created. The biggest thing that's trying to happen here is he's trying to let go. He's trying to let go of the old. Yeah. And, um, and as he's trying to let go of the old, what typically will happen to, for a parent or the lineage is all the anxiety, stress, all the, the things that we hold on to so tightly as reality will come to the surface. Because like I said earlier, it's not just him letting go, it's, it's, it's us letting go as well. Yeah, we're all in that state. Yeah, so, okay, um, let's see if there's anything else. All right, yeah, let's leave that as it is for right now and I'll um, add more to that privately when I, yeah, okay. All right, uh, the, I think a lot of people are feeling this one, so I'm just gonna read it. I'm going through such a transformation having just moved from Arizona to Asheville. I have been doing energy healing lately, but. I don't have anything to give others. How do we adjust to that? Yeah. Um, again, we're moving out of separation and we're moving into truly understanding that we are one. So what you do for you um, you do do for others, right? What, what you do for yourself when you care for you, when you love you, when you are taking care of your body and your mind and your spirit as you move through this transitional time, you are helping collective humanity. There's just no way around it, right? No way around it. So, and one of the other things that we really have to get here is that, you know, you've, we've all been taught our whole lives that we need to be quote unquote, you know, of service or we need to be, um, but what that has actually really meant in the past is to be in servitude to, you know, um, and I know for myself right now, I'm reconsidering how I'm doing just about everything moving into the new year. Um, and I'm also noticing 
that my body, uh, my mind, my spirit requires a lot more attention than it ever has, you know, as I continue to work with people. So, so we just need to reevaluate this for a moment and one, understand that, yeah, what, what we do for ourselves, we do for the collective. And it's also true that if we're going to continue to do some kind of work, let's say out in the world, we really wanna make sure that we are Um, that we are working in all of these different fields within ourselves and keeping those fields clear. Yep, just keeping those fields clear, just burning out that energy. Um, one of the guys on the, um, the team that I'm working on when I'm working with these new uh, vibrational spaces, he always calls it, he always says what happens is that um, other people stink and think and get stuck in your energy field and it becomes, you know, challenges in your body and those kinds of things. So, you know, we can look at our own uh, stink and thinking. We can look at our own, uh, the ways in which we're, we are thinking about ourselves, thinking about our bodies, thinking about our experiences. All of this is really uh, important now. And it is, I would say, almost a full-time job just to keep yourself um, uh, present to yourself, just to keep yourself aligned to yourself. And so allow that to be your full-time job right now. And if issues around trust or abundance or those kinds of things come up secondary to that needing to spend that time with yourself, then again, let's meet those experiences. Let's meet those different places within ourselves and have love and compassion for that too. Yeah, we are it, I mean, it, the, it's fast and furious now, folks. I mean, the dismantling is just, yeah, it's caving, it's caving. Um, and so all that loving kindness going towards you, which means that all that loving kindness is going towards others, is going towards everyone. And as you find yourself shifting in that energy, what you're gonna find is that those that are shifting right along with you are right there with you, you know? Yeah, all right, well, that did it, yeah. Okay. Um, I love what you revealed in the response to the baby. I am wondering at what phase of gestation the soul enters the body. I've been under the impression that the soul enters as the baby is born, therefore establishing its astrological sign. And is consciousness and this and soul the same thing? Um, Um, what I'm hearing anyway is that no, um, we are consciousness in a body, out of a body, you know, while the body's being created, while it's not being, you know, it's like we are we are consciousness, consciousness is what we are. And so to, to limit that consciousness to being quote unquote in a body or out of a body even is not necessarily the case either. Um, there are moments when we are having, where, where consciousness is having the experience of gestating 
There are other moments when consciousness is having the experience of being birthed, consciousness being the experience of, you know, being human and developing as a, as a human being, right? So the consciousness piece is the, is what we are. We are consciousness itself. Yep. And that consciousness itself has a variety of different kinds of experiences, right? It's the same reason why consciousness itself can even have an experience in a different universe or a different, right? Where, and, and this is where we've been conditioned. Again, this is all conditioning. This is where we've been conditioned to be, to be so much smaller, to put ourselves in little boxes of experience. And so we could say that consciousness is having an experience in any given moment. And we, in any given moment, can identify with the consciousness that we are having that experience, or we can identify as the experiencer, let's say, we, as, the, uh, as the human or as the whatever having that experience. But we're being invited right now with the collapse of all of this old energy to to truly see ourselves as consciousness first. So even when we say, is it consciousness, the soul is soul consciousness. I, I don't, all I can tell you is what I'm hearing, which is that the soul is an experience of consciousness itself. Right. So again, that's that's an experience within consciousness. Consciousness is all that is, ever has been, ever will be. And we each are having that experience um, always, <laughs> in always and always. We are all that is, ever has been, ever will be. And And where we, what we identify with, we kind of focus down into and become, right? And the more we're conditioned to focus down into, I'm a soul or I'm a, I'm a, you know, uh, I'm gestating or I'm a, you know, 60 year old woman or I'm a whatever, right? The more we narrow it down and say, oh, I'm that, the more we have that experience. Yeah, that's how powerful we are. Does that make sense? So anytime we're stuck in any experience, instead of trying to unwind it and trying to figure out how to get out of that experience because we're stuck in that experience. Again, let's go, let's, let's reverse that. Let's remind ourselves that we are consciousness itself. We are consciousness having that experience, right? Not the other way around. Yep. And yeah, you guys are opening up a big field right now. It's like, I don't know where these questions are. Um, I, I mean, I said this on the, on the Sunday call on the special energy session call. I didn't quite get it myself. It's like, we can't stay small anymore. We can't stay focused in any one place, not on our early childhood, not on, not on any of it. We can't, it, because the moment we stay focused there, the moment that this energy that's rapidly shifting us, the moment that consciousness itself is applied to it, it gets bigger. You know, there it goes again, there it goes again. It's, it's, this is creation, right? So focus on, focus Focus up first on being consciousness itself. And secondly, 
where do you want to apply that consciousness? Because it's just what you're showing me is it's like it's flowering exponentially right now. It's just bang, 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 bang. It's like big bangs all over, over and over again. Yeah. So I know that went in a little different direction than baby talk, but that's, yeah. All right. This is, we'll make this the last question. It's more of a comment um, to, for you to expand on, and then you can do closing remarks. Okay. Okay. So interesting that you said what you you did with respect to body pains and illnesses. As I myself was just conversing with a friend the other day as I'm getting over a flu-like illness, and I said to her that the illness came on when someone moved away from my life, and it felt like what was happening in my body was a major cleansing and releasing that was manifesting as the flu-like illness. Yeah. And then she says, what if an illness is really a cure? It felt good. So I feel Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's like, so yeah, that's it. You got it. I mean, um, after all the arguing with my shoulder and, you know, limited points of view that I was holding around that too, I finally was like, oh my gosh, what is it? You know, it's a portal into new realities is what I heard. And I was like, well, I hadn't thought about it that way. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's not, but uh, but I love what you're saying about this quote unquote quote illness being related to somebody moving away in your life. You know, it's um, and that 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 in and of itself was the healing because again we are a coagulation of energies and interconnectedness and and it hurts when. It hurts when somebody leaves us or leaves our space or, or things change or those dynamics and those dynamics get reworked all the time and are designed to be reworked all the time. And yet at the same time, when any of those strings are pulled, those places where that energy was held in our bodies, that energy will come to the surface. So, you know, it's like, it's both a clearing, you know, as that person is clearing, you are also clearing where that was held in the body. And if we perceive it as just what it is, then what ends up happening is that energy is the healing that movement is the healing and as that healing occurs then the dynamic of that that consciousness or the dynamic of that energy in consciousness changes as well yeah yeah um yeah okay sharon is there one more i just feel like there's there is one more yeah, I was going to say, I feel like there's one more to address, and then we'll we'll go just a little bit over. I know I said an hour today, but I lied. Okay, no worries. Okay, um, you both, let's see. I had, uh, uh, my son and I were waiting at a green signal for a left turn two months ago, when suddenly someone T-boned us. Car was totaled, and I, we were being treated for pain, but for when the, but for me, the pain from lower back to to left knee was just not, will not just go away. What is the universe trying to tell us? And it's surely a slap on the face. And I'm too, am I too off from my soul plan? Thank you for, for your question. Um, so she, tell, read that again, Sharon. So, cause I, so, so the question, the basic question is, she, what is she missing to integrate this experience? And what the question is, is, uh, is the question, let me get, what is the universe trying to tell me with the pain that they are experiencing? Okay, and what was the slap in the face bit? That was the part that really stuck out. It sure, she feel the universe, what is the universe trying to tell us? It's surely a slap on the face. Okay. <laughs> um,
Hold on a second. The universe is not, well, universe, God, source, all that is, consciousness itself, is not and has never been uh, slapping you on the face, right? It's, it, uh, and I, I understand, because I know that we've all felt that way before. I'm um, using this example just to bring it up, um, not to target you in any way, shape, or form. But because we all feel that way, we've, again, we've all been conditioned to feel that we are being targeted, that we are being, that there's something that we have done wrong and therefore we're getting the slap on the face. Consciousness itself is not a narcissistic parent. Consciousness itself is not, um, hold on a second, you guys are stretching me today. So just give me a minute. I feel like we're all kind of going to another level of awareness or, and I don't quite have all the words yet, or that translation's not as easy yet. Um, so, so there's, if there's a course correction here for you, the course correction is really about how you perceive all that is, ever has been, ever will be, right? And is all that is, ever has been, ever will be, is that you? Do you factor into that? Or do you not, you know, in your belief system? And again, these are not questions to come up with solid answers about. They're just questions to ask because they, they just open something in you. So one of our deepest conditionings, and I'm talking deep, it doesn't matter what religion you were brought up in, um, that, that imprinting for eons of time has us identifying all that is, ever has been, ever will be as some kind of parental figure that's, you know, knocking us into order, let's say, um, providing a slap on the face, right? It's, this is the love and the purity, consciousness itself is the love and the purity of your own being. It is what you are in truth. And what we are in truth like I say, does not knock us around like some, hmm, ill-trained parent, right? Or less aware parent, right? Consciousness itself nurtures and loves and supports and provides reference for that same nurturing, loving, supportive expression. So that's what we're here to give ourselves. That's what we're learning or remembering. As we remember what and who we actually are, we remember that that's what we give to ourselves. So, whether we're T-boned or whether we've got body pain or whether our thoughts are all over the place or our emotions are feeling deeply. In many ways right now, the, the, the opportunity is always the same. Can we meet that to whatever degree we can in that moment? 
with love and compassion. Because as we do that, we're, we're more aligned with the purity of our own being. We're more mm, connected with that, the truth of our totality instead of the way totality has been separated into all these little pieces, places, and spaces. So everywhere where each and every one of us, through no fault of our own, hold belief systems, hold imprinting, hold conditioning that, that literally limit the vastness of what we actually are in truth. Let's go ahead and pull all that energy up and out of our fields and we're gonna place that in a sphere out in front of us. You don't have to know what it is or why it is or how it is. And we're gonna blue star that energy. And we'll spin that whole field to clear. Spin it to clear. Compress that clear sphere back into that blue star and we're gonna drop that blue star back into the totality of our being, back into consciousness itself, what we are in truth, purity of our own being. Yep, and implode that into billions of frequencies of light. Yeah, if we came for something, we came for this. To remember this through this form, to remember this at this time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, closing remarks, Sharon, you ready? I think we're good. Okay, cool. All right. So let's just let's just do a little reorienting here. So if you if you literally turn your attention point inward, if those eyes that are looking out or that third eye that is looking out, if those if if we just reverse that, if we turn that inward, you're most likely going to see a no thing. <laughs> you're most likely going to see, if you see anything at all. Get good everything. There might be just a feeling of spaciousness. So again, we are the space, we're not the things in space. We're the consciousness out of which things are created and those things can be physical, mental, emotional. We're not, we're not what's created, but we're the creator of those creations where the consciousness with which those creations come into being. And that's why it's so important right now to just pay attention to where our attention point is. It's also the reason why there is such a fight for your attention. You notice that everything that wants your attention right now is designed to separate. It's designed to put you back into some kind of box, some kind of rightness or wrongness, good, bad, up, down, left, right. And so what happens if we just move our attention away from that space and turn our attention to what actually is
And the more we have that as a reference point, the more we have the capacity to apply that consciousness, to apply that consciousness to what we choose to create. what we choose to add that consciousness to. There we go. It's a very different feel. It's a very different space than what we're used to. But it's a much more, ironically, maybe a much more solid space, a much more real space. Way back in the day, Riley used to say to me, there are two worlds. And of course I was vain enough to think that my world was the real world. <laughs> His was something else, you know? And but he was playing in the world of consciousness itself. And I was playing in a very limited world that was attempting to be opened up. And I would say the same thing to all of us now. It's um, the real world is the world of that space within yourself. And the more we kind of get acclimated to that new space, the more the new world starts to kind of coagulate around us, come into being around us. Yeah, there we go. All right. I hope that's helpful. <laughs> so. Right. Lots of love, everybody. And I will, um, yeah, see you around the block. Bye.